What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo. Here today, I am reviewing F9, Fast 9, Fast and the Furious 9. What the hell do you call this movie? I don't know. The poster says F9, so we're going with F9, which is probably one of the dumbest titles ever. I That's just me, though. The, the titles for these movies have gotten just super ridiculous. Like, I can't even keep track of what movie is which now because it's like The Fate of the Furious, Fast Five is obviously number five, uh, The Fast and the Furious, the, what was it, The Fast and Furious instead of The Fast and the Furious, and then you got The Fate of the Furious. It's just, it's just completely ridiculous with these titles. Uh, can't keep track of them. They should have just went... Fast and Furious 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way till 9. Uh, that's just me, though. But today, I'm reviewing F9, and this is going to be a spoiler review. I was kind of debating on whether I wanted to do spoilers or not, but I feel like I can't accurately describe this movie without spoilers. So there will be spoilers in this review. I know it just released uh, a couple months ago, but you... I don't even know if spoilers would even ruin this movie. Would make it worse than it already is? I don't know. But we're going to find out. So, spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to see F9, if you're a huge Fast and the Furious fan, then stop this review and then come back after you see it. For whatever reason why you want to see it, I don't know. But neither here nor there. Uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers and you get access to a whole bunch of different content. We actually just added another podcast to our Patreon uh, called Rants and Raves, where I just rant and rave about certain things in life, work, uh, food, whatever. Anything that comes to mind that I want to rant and rave about, it's going to be on that podcast. I've already gotten some positive reviews on that one episode, so that's always a good thing. So patreon.com slash two game if, if you want to do that. Otherwise, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to these episodes each and every week. We, we appreciate you. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, and Michael King. Uh, we have a new subscriber to our shout out tier. Thank you, Michael, for joining up. Thank you to everybody. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Uh, again, we would not be able to do this without you, so thank you so much. So let's jump into F9. Fast and Furious 9. Fate of the Furious 9. I don't know. F9. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, the movie is... Uh, I, I don't even know where to start with this movie. I really don't. Like, I, I want to jump into the plot and the fun facts because that's obviously what we normally do. But like, I feel like... I have to start off with just like a small general impression of the movie. Okay, this movie, and this is this is going to be a explicit version of the podcast. Normally, I try to do these more more uh, public friendly when it doesn't have other guests on. Uh, but th I, this movie is just so fucking ridiculous that there's no way that I can do this without cussing. Okay, uh, so we're gonna do the plot, the fun facts, and then we'll jump into my general impressions. But just one little tidbit of information. This movie is fucking ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. So, Dom and the crew must take on an international terrorist who turns out to be Dom and Mia's estranged brother. 
This movie was directed by Justin Lin, who has directed a bunch of these Fast and Furious movies. He's directed, uh, let's see, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, uh, this one, obviously, Annapolis, and he also directed Star Trek Beyond. So, going back to these titles again. So, this is what I don't understand. They go Fast and Furious, or The Fast and The Furious, then it's Too Fast, Too Furious, and then it's Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and then it's the it's just Fast and Furious, then it's just Fast Five, then Fast and Furious Six, and then whatever the hell they name the Fate of the Furious, uh, you know the other ones. And it's just weird. Like some of them are like normal sounding, and then they go off the rails like F Nine. It's just absolutely fucking ridiculous uh, i just i can't even explain it really can't this movie had a budget a huge budget of 225 million dollars and it grossed worldwide 662.8 million dollars i feel like this movie kind of flew under the radar with how much money it made like when i when i was searching for all these these fun facts and i saw 662 million i was like jesus like i didn't read anything about it making that much money it's kind of incredible it stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, and John Cena. It has a runtime of 2 hours and 23 minutes. A beefy 2 hours and 23 minutes, I must say. It was released worldwide June 25th, 2021. It released 20 years after the original The Fast and the Furious. It is the longest Fast and Furious film. For whatever reason, this movie is 2 hours and 23 minutes. I don't understand it. The Rock chose not to return as Luke Hobbs following his decision to star in the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw and his public falling out with Vin Diesel on the set of The Fate of the Furious. And principal photography wrapped on November 11th, 2019. So almost two years ago, this completely wrapped. Uh, originally set for release on May 22nd, 2020, uh, but they delayed it over a year for COVID-19. But we're not going to talk about that because we don't mention uh, COVID on this podcast, okay? So, jumping into my general impressions of this movie. This movie is fucking just, it's just ridiculous. It's dumb. It's the probably the worst Fast and Furious movie, in my opinion, that I've seen up to this point. I did not like this movie. In fact, I think it's going to be one of the worst movies of the year. And then... I've watched all the Fast and Furious movies. I think they've gotten more ridiculous as as they've come. Shout out. And that's not a bad thing. I, I'm not upset by them doing ridiculous stunts and all that because Fast Five, you know, Fast and Furious Six, all those had ridiculous stunts. But they were they were cool. They had meaning behind it. They weren't just doing it to do it. It just like it it made sense in the story, like where they were going when they were doing these ridiculous stunts. And now this movie just makes it almost a caricature. It's almost like a parody of what the series has has done up to this point. Like, in this movie, Tyrese Gibson's character, he mentions just how ridiculous it, the, the, their lives have become. Like, he says, hey, do you realize that we've been battling tanks, airplanes, and all this stuff, and we're still here? Like, we've... We're not, we don't even have a scratch on us. And he mentions that several times in the movie, like how they're immortal and invincible. That just, to me, feels like we're becoming a parody of what 
the the previous series has done up to this point. Like, yeah, Vin Diesel had done some things where he jumps off a gasoline tanker and, and stuff like that. It looks cool, though. Like, you can kind of see that. Like, it's an action star kind of stunt, right? Now we're kind of jumping off cliffs and being held by airplane, and then we're sending a just a regular car into outer space with a rocket, and then they explode into a satellite, and then the space station gets them and brings them back down. It's just, it's just stupid. Fucking stupid. Like, I know they have been talking about it for years at this point, about, hey, we're going to take this series to outer space. And in my head, I'm like, no, not, not, bruh. That's not, that's not a good idea. Let's not take this to space, okay? Because I, I realize that physics are not a part of the series. I understand that. I'm completely with that. That's not what's hanging me up, okay? But you're going to send it to outer space? Like, come on, guys. This is It's just getting fucking stupid at this point. I just, I don't want that in my Fast and the Furious movies. I, I realize that the plot and the stunts, the action, all that are over the top. I completely understand that. And I can't say that enough because I don't want people sending me little messages and whatnot saying, dude, you're complaining about Fast and Furious being over the top when that's generally what the series is now. I understand that. And I'm completely okay with the the previous movies. Some of the maybe not the last movie. These last two movies have been kind of eh in the in the department of, of being good or not. Uh, but this one is definitely the worst out of the whole bunch, in my opinion. But I, I think at least in the beginning, at least, you know, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Seven uh, I think those movies were really great. They had good stories. They had great action. The CGI uh, traditionally looked well. I mean, I haven't watched those movies in a long time, but I don't ever remember having an issue with the CGI in those movies. Uh, but I think in just generally, those movies were really well made and thought out and had great stories to go along with it. This one just seems like they just made it up as they went. For a movie that been de- that was delayed for, for a year that's been on the shelf for a year, to have the CGI look like it did in this movie, to have the story just seem so dumb, and it just it baffles me that they didn't work on this a little bit more over the course of a year. It seems like they finished it, and they were like, eh, we'll just save it till next year. And then, like, the night of, they're like, oh, shit, we gotta fucking put this movie out. That's kind of how it went. I, I just, there were a several several things about this movie that I do not like the acting to me is the worst in the series I, I understand Ludacris is not supposed to be like you're not supposed to believe that he is this high tech intelligent guy like, I understand that and in the rest of the series he's not journal I, I feel like he is more believable in the rest of the movies but in this movie, it's just like I rolled my eyes at everything he said. And I don't know if that's 100% his acting. I think it's I think it's the writing and the dialogue. Uh, this movie has the worst writing dialogue out of all the movies up to this point. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I just think everything that anyone said in this movie, I just constantly rolled my eyes. I felt dizzy from how much I rolled my eyes in this movie. Because the dialogue was just so dumb so ridiculous and I'm like no sane person would ever say something like that and I'm just like and you look on one hand on another person how do you not know how to drive like this girl I don't even I don't even, I honestly don't even know her name uh because I really don't care I don't even like her character uh 
the the girl character, the hacker or whatever, and she doesn't know how to drive. And the moment in the movie, I don't know if it was because they spoiled it in the trailers. Maybe it would have been funny if I hadn't seen that in the trailers. But again, hard, hard roll my eyes on that moment. I'm just like, this is this is stupid. Like, why would you put that in this movie? I I understand you're trying to put some levity into the movie. You're trying to put some humor into the movie. But why do that? It's just completely dumb. The The writing and the dialogue is by far one of the worst things about this movie. It is just it is so obnoxious, so dumb, and I can't think of any other synonyms I can use to describe just how stupid the dialogue is. It, it's, it's, it's bad, guys. It's really bad. The dialogue is by far worse than the CGI, but the CGI is not great either because you look at some scenes and you're like, oh, that's totally a green screen. Like, you can you can tell. When movies kind of show you that green screen effect that you know this is not real, completely takes you out of the movie every single time. And all I can think about is just how bad that scene looks, and I can't get past it. So the CGI, one of the bad things. The writing dialogue, one of the bad things. And then they're just, like, shoehorning characters in. It feels like a soap opera. Like, I felt like I was watching Days of Our Lives. Because now Han is back, who died, came back, died, came back, died, or or something like that. Like, he's died, like, multiple times, and he's still alive. And then they do the whole, oh, but no, he was around the corner when he died. They faked his death. They made it look like he died. But no, he was over there with Mr. Nobody in the corner. And he watched himself die. Air quotes. Like, dude, this is so fucking stupid, man. Like, just kill the character off, okay? Have some balls. Just kill the character off. I understand that fans were pissed off. You know, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, all those movies had the balls to kill off, you know, big-time fan-favorite characters and stick with it. They didn't do this Days of Our Lives bullshit where, oh, no, he was actually around the corner and this just so happened to look like the dude Han and he died. Uh, like it reminds me of the the big time Halloween H2O moment at the very end. Spoilers for this movie if you have not seen that movie. Uh I don't know who hasn't seen H2O. It's been out for like 15 years, 20 years something like that. But H2O at the very end, Jamie Lee Curtis cuts off the head of Michael Myers and you're like, "Bruh, Fucking series is over. I mean, that's it. Dude got his head chopped off. You ain't coming back from that, right? Oh, no. Michael Myers threw the mask on another person, and he couldn't speak, and, oh, he just killed somebody else, and Michael Myers is still alive. Come on. Come on. This is just... It's lazy writing. And it was lazy writing in H2O, and it's lazy writing in Fast and Furious because it tells me that, one, you're not planning ahead. Two, you just want to pull something back. So you're just like, oh, let's go with the cliche. Oh, it wasn't really him. It was somebody else. That's so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. So stupid. Uh, I, I guess I'll end my rant right there. That That is one of the worst things about the movie by far. Uh, not the worst, but one of the worst. But, yeah, uh, Han's death slash revival was just, was just stupid. The dialogue, stupid. CGI, stupid. Uh, Let's talk about some of the other story elements, and that is Don and Jacob's relationship in this movie. So coming into this movie, I was like, John Cena. Okay, all right. 
I just recently saw a John Cena movie, The Suicide Squad. I actually reviewed that movie. You can go check out that review. Non-spoiler review, by the way. And John Cena, I absolutely loved him in that movie. Absolutely loved him. I think he has great uh, comedic chops, and I think he plays really well in comedies. And then he comes into this into this role where he's this super serious character. If you're not if you're not familiar with John Cena, okay, he was like the guy at WWE where he was just never serious. He was always playful and comedic and just never took himself serious, kind of you know wrestler. And that's what translates really well into these movies is when he does the comedy roles, he does really well because that's kind of fits his role, you know, he knows how to do that really well. Now he's doing this super serious role where he doesn't like crack a smile like ever. And him and his chemistry with Vin Diesel, I wanted to call him the rock uh, with Vin Diesel is like not even there. Like there's no chemistry. He has no chemistry with any of these characters. I don't know if it's because he's playing a serious role and he just, he feels awkward, but I didn't really care for John Cena in this role. I, I don't really like John Cena for the the serious actor, and I don't think he can really pull off that element of acting uh, when he's more geared towards the comedic side. But they just don't give you anything to work with in this movie. Like they they do. I I will say this. I think they try their best to make you believe in this relationship between Don and Jacob, and that the the brother relationship and whatnot. But it's just not there. Like, it ultimately fails. No chemistry. They don't really do any kind of developing of Jacob's current character. They kind of do some flashbacks, which is really one of the first times that we've seen flashbacks in the series, if I'm not mistaken. So, one, uh, just a little sidebar on the flashbacks. Completely takes you out of the movie because the entire time I'm thinking about, wow, neither of these guys look like Vin Diesel or John Cena. Now, the guy that played younger Vin, uh, Vin Diesel, yeah, kind of looks like him, kind of sounds like him, but ultimately not the same goo. Like, you can definitely tell. Like, completely takes you out of the movie. So, right there, a failure with flashbacks. I think they could have, they could have just told us what happened, like they normally do in all these damn movies, in a way that would have, not like the cliche word for word what happened, but like kind of beat around the bush and shout out and make you kind of form your own opinion of what happened back then. I think that would have worked better and it probably would have cut off like 20 minutes of screen time, which would have been perfect for this movie, by the way, because this movie is fucking long. I don't know why it's so damn long. Uh, Shout out. It's just this movie should be like one hour and 45, two hours max. Like right around the 145, two hour mark, I was done. Like I was... I was just so done with this movie, so bored with it, that I was ready for it to be over with. But, you know, Tyler, one of our Patreon supporters, will say that I'm never happy with the runtime, which, you're probably right. You're probably right. But back to the relationship. I just don't believe in this relationship at all. And then the fact that we have gone, up up to this point, eight previous movies without ever mentioning that he had a brother. Ever. And now we're, now all of a sudden he has a brother. Come on lazy fucking writing again. This is the this is the days of our lives soap opera writing. I, I feel like they just pulled somebody off the streets to write this fucking movie because it is just so fucking stupid. Like, oh, you just never mentioned that you had a brother. And they even mentioned that in the movie. How do you not mention that you had a brother this entire time? I fucking agree. Like, Tyrese, as ridiculous as the notion that 
this whole series has become where they they almost become invincible. I mean, they're going to space and whatnot. I love how Roman is slowly figuring out that he's in a movie, like the entire time. Like he doesn't say, "Oh, guys, this is like a movie," but in his head, he's thinking it. Like this is so ridiculous. This is only going to happen in movies, and he is the one that kind of almost breaks the fourth wall. Like he's not talking to the camera, but he's basically one of us in this movie saying, guys, do y'all not see how ridiculous this is? And you've never mentioned that you had a brother? Like, ever? Yes. You're asking all the right questions, Roman. You really are. But the heart of the movie should have been this relationship between Don and Jacob, and it just wasn't there. They failed miserably. And trying to make you care for them uh, as characters, and yeah, you can kind of care for Dom because, hey, we've been dealing with him for eight movies, or seven movies, or yeah, seven movies. Uh, so, yeah, we kind of have that that relationship factor with him just because we've seen him for so long. And now you want to throw in this other character and we're expected to care for them? I, I don't know. It's just, it wasn't for me. And then he just, he flips the switch on being good all of a sudden. And then, you know, they flip it back to the first movie where he gives him the keys to the car. It gives him a second chance. So, obviously, John Cena's going to come back in a future movie. Maybe the next one. I don't know. And that's just what they do. It's just lazy writing. Now, I do like the fact that they kind of flipped the script and kind of put it back to the first movie with that whole car scene. I do like that. And then they also tied it back to the first movie with the race between Don and Jacob at the very beginning where they kind of offered up uh, a deal for who wins, who loses. I do like that. They did that in the first movie, and they kind of tied it back into this movie. I do like that. Uh, but for the most part, everything about this movie is just so lazy. None of the movie makes sense. Like, I'm following this movie. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, none of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. Uh, the overall story isn't very good, especially the subplots. Uh, they don't really feel all that interesting. I mean, we go back to the guys that from Tokyo Drift and they're building rocket ships and I don't really give a shit about those characters because the the scenes just weren't that interesting to begin with. And I do feel like their scenes are probably the most comedic out of the entire movie though. And well, that's not saying much. Like when they're like, "Oh, well, this is the first car they didn't blow up." And then it blows up. Like as cliché as it is, it was probably one of the more more funnier moments in the movie. Uh, but o- other than that, I don't feel like we sh- really needed them in the movie, like past that point to send them to outer space. It just, it felt out of place. And I'm sure we could have cut some of these subplots, these B plots and made this movie a little bit shorter. And then the last thing I want to mention before we get into my final score is there are a bunch of big reveals, and I put air quotes around big reveals, mainly because some of it was already spoiled in the trailers. You know, Dom's brother coming back. It seems to me that there were a bunch. There were a bunch of big reveals in this movie. None of the big reveals felt like they had any weight behind them. Like it didn't feel like a big reveal. Like when you're watching the movie, you're like, "Oh, this is supposed to be a big reveal," but like it doesn't feel like that in the movie because it seems like the actors. Like, they're acting like they already know about the big reveal when it happens. They're like, oh, shit. And it's just like, it's like bad acting. I don't know if it's that or if it's the scene delivery, the way they shot it, or or what it is. But it just, the big reveals came across as flat to me. 
And when you're introducing a character that hasn't been uh, in any of the movies that has supposedly, you know, never been mentioned as a brother to Dom, that seems like a big fucking reveal to me. I mean, that that should have some weight behind it. And then the, the reveal of Han being alive, I feel like that should be there. But, like, when he is revealed to be alive, they all just, they all kind of just get, like, bug-eyed. And they're like, what's up, bruh? Oh, yeah. And then they hug him, and then it's like the movie just carries on. Like, no. You fucking died. What the fuck? I want some questions asked and answered in this scene. And they're like, dude, I thought you died, man. Like, it just sounds, it sounds so cliche. Such bad line delivery, bad acting uh, across the board. Just, just terrible. This movie's just terrible. And I feel like my score just drops as, as I continue to review this movie. But I do think there are some entertaining action sequences in this movie. The the magnet scenes are pretty good. It reminds me of Fast Five with the with the bank vault scene. I, I think it's interesting. It's not interesting enough to keep my attention. But that's supposed to be one of the big the big time action sequences in the movie, right? And they do it a few different times and it just falls flat as it continues to go. Like Oh, this is kind of gimmicky, like, the more you look at it. And then there's the action sequence where Dom jumps off of the little tr- the tank truck, army truck, whatever the f- whatever you want to call it. He jumps off that, no marks, no whatever, like, not even bleeding a little bit. But he gets punched by, you know, Jacob, or he gets in a little fight, and he's got blood all over his face. But he jumps off of a truck going, you know, 80, 90 miles down the road and no scratches whatsoever. But there were some entertaining scenes throughout, uh, kind of sprinkled in little action sequences. I kind of like the Tokyo scenes. It was a different kind of fighting style, you know, it did with the the girls, Letty and Mia. That was actually kind of interesting. I kind of enjoyed those scenes. Uh, but the last third of the movie was really where it fell apart for me. And I don't know if it's because of the runtime or if it's just because they could not stick the landing and they just didn't find anything interesting to give me. Uh, but I just, I really strongly disliked that last third of the movie. It, it's really where it fell apart for me. And it went from a, no, this is, this is an okay movie to, I just, I fucking hate this movie. I really do. And the more I talk about it, the more I think about this movie, the more I dislike it. And it is going to be on my top 10 worst movies of the year. Coming into this review, I was going to give it two stars. I thought there were some entertaining moments in the movie. The first half of the movie is 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 actually watchable. It's entertaining. Uh, but a lot of, you know, rolling my eyes and stupid dialogue and the story is just not there. But it was entertaining. And then the back half was just bleh, just meh. And the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more I cannot just give it two stars. Like, I feel like there are better movies out there that have two stars for me than this movie. So I'm going to continue the trend. I gave Tom and Jerry, I think, one star or half a star. Uh, I gave Space Jam right around the same thing. And it's just like, I strongly dislike those movies. So there's no way I can give it two stars. So dropping this down. One and a half stars for this movie. I think it's the worst Fast and Furious movie up to this point, and there's really no contest. It is it's it is the worst. It has the worst action, the worst dialogue, the worst story. 
everything about it is just, it, it's bad. It really is. And I cannot, in good faith, recommend this movie to anyone. If you are a Fast and Furious fan, I guess go rent it. Do not spend a lot of money on this, guys, trying to rent this movie. I, I get it. These movies are ridiculous. They're, you know, just turn your mind off and just enjoy it, how just stupid and ridiculous these movies are. I, I get that. But this movie is just not enjoyable. Even Tyler, who's, again, one of our Patreon supporters, even he just felt it was just okay, barely okay of a movie. And me and him agree that we love the series. And this movie is just flat out bad. And it's not enjoyable. And you should ultimately skip this movie. But if you want to watch it just because you've watched all the other movies, go rent it first before you spend a lot of money on this. Uh, I'm glad I did not buy this movie outright because I do love this series. I was actually looking for the box set, which is like 60 bucks, by the way, uh, for the first eight movies. And then you got to buy this one. I was thinking about getting the, the Steelbook Edition, but I'm glad I held off on getting that and just renting it and cut my losses right there because I am not going to buy this movie. I do not want to own this movie like at all, like even part of a collection. Don't want this movie. But that's going to be my review. One and a half stars for F9, Fast 9, Fast and Furious 9, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's it. You let me know your thoughts. Go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Uh, leave us a comment on there. Let us know how you liked it, didn't like it. Am I just flat out wrong in my analysis of this movie? Or leave us a comment on our Facebook. Let us know how we did. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it for Fast 9. I appreciate y'all joining me for this review, and I will catch y'all next time.